Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Tisha's favorite, Carl, is back. I'm everybody's favorite. <laughs> Brother Bob's back. What's happening? I'm nobody's favorite. <laughs> Coffee Mike's back. Hello. Silent Ron's back. Oh, sorry. Yo. <laughs> Carl? Would you like to read our Bible verse for us tonight? Sure. And first, I don't really mean that. I'm not that arrogant. This <laughs> <laughs> is First John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10 in the NASB version, and it says, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Yes. So tonight's topic is. Well, you got silent real quick. <laughs> no, I felt a cough coming on, so I was leaving that <laughs> just in case. Well, now you got to leave the whole thing in. Yeah, uh, now I do. We'll narrate the cough for you. T- let's talk about the times when you felt God's love in your life. Usually, it's not in a corporate setting like church or a conference or something similar like that. Even though it can be. It doesn't always have to be when you're going through the good things. It could also be when you're going through the bad. A lot of bad. Or in a funk. Or reaching. Most of the time, I would say most of my time has been in the bad. Mine too. Which is sad, but, you know, same token, you know he's with you. Yeah. Because it's like... When you're going through something so bad, so terrible for you, it's like he's your last resort to reach out to instead of your first resort. And then he's like, okay, now I got your attention. Or now that your attention is focused on me, not saying that he's caused the bad thing. So let me clarify that. Now that you're listening, let's do this. Yes, because I think any time you're seeking him, truly seeking him, he's going to express his love for you in some way. Sometimes it'll be a feeling, sometimes it'll be a confirmation, sometimes it'll be through somebody else. He's going to express his love somehow, so if we're only feeling him love us when we're going through the bad times, it's because we're only seeking him then. When we need him, we're crying out for help. When we don't need him, we're kind of putting him on the back burner. It's not that he's not expressing his love to us, it's that we're not looking at him. Correct. Focusing on him? Mm-hmm. That's from my own personal experience, at least. Yeah. I'll I'll start with one of my most recent ones. And Bob knows this story, too. Because I spent a lot of time in a shop that time. But, so, my field, my career, I've been in for 20 plus years. And then it ended. And then I couldn't find another job in that field because we were coming out of COVID or still kind of in it. I mean, we're technically still in it, I guess, but um, I had to pay the bills, right? Like, I had to feed my family, had to pay the bills, so I took a factory job, which, don't get me wrong, like, that's what my dad did for 30-plus years, so I'm not despairing it. I'm just saying... I was having a pitiful me party 
because I didn't, I knew I didn't like that, and the only reason I was going to do that was to get by, essentially, right? And it took some humbling, and there was a lot of times, and there's a lot of conversations between Bob and I. It was like, I know it's my ego, I know it's my pride, and it's not anything bad. Like the job's not bad. So much so that <clears throat> then you start questioning, right? What did I do here? Like, what did I turn left when I was supposed to turn right? And I ended up here. Well, this person just started here, so is that why I'm put here to work here? Right? Like, so I can fellowship with them. But in the same token, like, it took me out of my Saturday morning and Sundays. Like, completely. Like, there would be a month where I could, and a month when I couldn't, and a month when I could, and a month when I couldn't. So much so that I got comfortable with it, and I was okay. Like, if I was climbing up the ladder there from just a grunt person to a lead or whatever, then that was the road I was going to take. And then the current job that I have, which I applied for and did like six or seven interviews for, almost nine months before I even took this job, called me out of the blue. <clears throat> and was like, hey, we're ready to move forward. Can you move forward? And I think that was m- me being okay again. Like, he shook me up, right? And it was like, you're getting too big for your britches kind of thing, right? So let's humble you a little bit, right? You're living too high. You're living too fast. You're living too loose. Whatever that is. And it wasn't all the the bad things, right? There was good things, but it was taking up my time. And maybe my motives weren't correct. Who knows, right? Like, he knows. Mm-hmm. And I needed that season of humbling to be like, I gave this all to you, and like that, I can take it all away. And you're going to have to worship me and be okay with it. Like, that was a a faith test for me also. And then it was like, yeah, when you learned about it, when you quit having your pity party, then okay. I think you said a couple things. You used a couple terms that are really important. You used the term ego. Ego will always get in between us and the Most High. Oh, absolutely. Always. It's an idol in our heart, and it will always interfere with our relationship with Him. And the only antidote to ego is humility. Mm-hmm. And if we refuse to be to humble ourselves, He will force that humility on us. Yes, and sometimes that's the only purpose. Sometimes that's the only purpose. It's not necessarily... He, he can use circumstances to still use us to reach others, but the primary purpose is the humility, the, the humility that tears down that I, idol of ego so that we're not separated from Him anymore. Yeah. And so to, I'm going to finish real fast. Okay. Sorry. No, no, you're good. So I accepted the job, obviously, because it's doing IT, and I've done IT for so many years, right? So my first day was approaching, and I felt angst still. Not that I didn't know how to do the job anymore, because, you know, it's like working on a car or whatever, like like riding a bike. 
right? <clears throat> but I didn't know if that was the position. Like, this is me hindsight looking... Like, I didn't have this hindsight like I do now, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, well, is this the right move for me? Until I walked in, met my coworkers, which they were fine. One was my overhead boss, and then one was the tech that uh, I'm still over to this day. And my boss gives me my login information and my passwords that I can change once I get in. And they were biblical and Christian passwords. Default. And I was like, okay, um, this is where I actually went right when I was supposed to go right this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, it was just, like you said, like we said last week, it was through that valley. Like, he was with me through that valley. Not up until the valley, but through the valley as well. Yep. And in that moment, I really felt him around me. So... I wanted to share that. Okay. Y'all remember last week? I don't don't need that. (laughs) This isn't. (laughs) When you record this, Bob, you you know that, right? (laughs) I'm just messing. (laughs) You know, you remember last week I told y'all I had that heavy cloud around me. Mm -hmm. Well, yesterday it was starting, felt like it was starting to release because I thought I figured out what God needed me to do. Well, today some stuff unfolded right off the bat. I mean, just right off the get-go. Some stuff unfolded, and it just felt like that heavy cloud just, I mean, was crushing me today. I, and I don't know, like you, I don't know, maybe I was just having a pity party for myself. And this went on for probably to about probably around 1, 32 o'clock. It was so bad that I was trying to figure out a way not to come to podcast tonight. That's how bad it was. Because I felt I felt like I don't know, I felt I felt like I was 20,000 miles away, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In a deep dark pit today and about 1:30 I was I was doing something, of course, you know, I'm always listening to music, and I was listening to this one song, and, and something just kind of come over me, like, why are you doing this, Bob? Why are you being like this? I love you that much that I want you to succeed and get through this. And it was just like, it was just like that cloud lifted. And, you know, that was God's love. He knew he knew where I was at in my heart. He knew the trouble I was going through, the stuff I was I was overtaking and and you know, he doesn't ever put he doesn't ever put more on us than we can withstand. Mm-hmm. Well sure felt like it this morning, no. And that was from the enemy. I exactly know who that was from because you know, like I said yesterday, that cloud felt like it was lifted because me Carl and I was talking last night about it. And like I say, right out of the gate this morning, the enemy just like, oh, I'm going to give you a triple dose of what I give you, you know, here a while back. And man, did he ever. And like I said, 
I was I was trying to think of ways and not to come to podcasts, think of ways and not to do this, not to do that. You know, just kind of back into my little shell and forget about life. But God's love just kind of overwhelmed me and said, "Hey, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you being like that? You know who I am. You know I stand for you. You know I will never leave you nor forsake you." <clears throat> And I love you greatly. Mm-hmm. The exact same words I said to somebody else. Because he was going through some stuff. And, you know, I think I think God, like, hey boy, you know, you can say that stuff, but do you really mean it? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to show you that you need the same thing as everybody else needs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and after, like I said, after that, I'm like, you are correct, God. I do need you. And I know you love me. And I know you won't forsake me. And I know you won't leave me. So, yeah. I mean, that was that was my God experience today. Mm-hmm. That was his love around me today. And it just, uh, you know, it, it, that shook me to the core. And my little pettiness, you know, in, in this great big world don't mean squat. Right. And I need to I need to understand that, and I need to quit letting the enemy win. Mm-hmm. I've been letting him win way too much here lately. He's got too many tally he, marks on us. He does very much so. He's got a lot of tally marks on us, and I'm tired of taking his stripes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just he needs that old dude. Needs, he just needs he just needs to go away. <laughs> he needs to pack his bags and get out. You know, though, like I said, though, that, <clears throat> that was God's love for me today. You know, we experience God's love every day. As soon as we get out of bed, you know, that yeah. that's the love of God right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, when we go down the road and, and we see something happens and it's a near miss, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's God's love there. I think back to the time when I wasn't when I wasn't saved yet, you know. I've I've been in several different motor vehicle accidents because of stupidity you know I've been in I've been in two cars that's rolled one of them had loaded pistols in it mm. you know um, that was God's love on my life right you know that was him protecting me at that time because he's got a plan for our life and that you know and there again there's another love of God mm. the plan that he's got for our lives you know so there's a lot of love that we that we take for granted that God gives. And that's the thing we shouldn't do. We shouldn't take God's love for granted. We should accept it full force and stand boldly for him. Mm-hmm. You know, and he kind of showed me that today. Uh, when he when he lifted that cloud, it was just like uh it was like taking 1000 pounds off my shoulders. Yeah. I mean, for real. Yeah. When his love, when his love entered, and he said, he said, "Hey, why are you doing this, Bob?" Mm-hmm. You know that. Like I said, that just shook me to the core today. But after that, my day smooth, went smooth, sailed smoothly. Don't get me wrong; I still had ups and downs, but right. it was so smooth because I just let it roll off the back again. Yeah, there's still waves. There's yeah, there's still waves. It just wasn't hurricanes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So that that was my love. That was my love, God's love today. And pretty much everything. Well, 
You want to go, Ron? Well, you I'll, write just, notes. I'll just so. well, I have some stuff, yeah, but I'll just go off like Bob before I came to Christ. You know, it was rough, bad times, bad times, rough times. But then when you look back, you know, you know it was there, or you wouldn't be here at this moment. You know, and stuff like that, and. There's been several times where you feel something, or I felt something before. Didn't know where it was coming from. Didn't have a clue. But, you know, the back of your hair sticks up on your neck or something. Or, you know, you get a cold chill or you just feel warm. And, you know, back then I didn't, I was like, what's going on? But now, you know, obviously it was his surrounding love. And I know that now. And, uh, you know, there's been plenty of times this summer I could be out just mowing the schoolyard. And I'll just be mowing and looking at the blue sky or just looking at his scenery, you know, and just get so overwhelmed that I have to stop and just take a moment to take it all in because it just feels like I'm just being surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and uh, it's just, it's just like I said, it's just over. Oh, and when I when I do have hard times at school or wherever I'm at, you know, I always have to remind myself, or I get to the point, you know, and I'll say this to anybody that feels overwhelmed is, if you get to that point of where you're like wanting to be destructive, like to something or yourself. For me, I just have to stop. Ask myself, what's really going on? What's What am I doing here? And then talk to him and ask him. And like you said, Bob, it's like a, it's like a, after you're done, it's like a huge weight is lifted off of you because yeah. then your day's like, well, I got this. Yeah. You know, I can just <laughs> go right along with it. You that, know, that 500 pound sumo got off your chest and yep. flipped on the light. But there, there's, <clears throat> there's been, like I said, growing up, there were several times that I know he was with me now, but back then, not knowing him, mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. It's kind of a scary feeling, but yet, same token, it was a calming feeling because I just felt like there was always somebody there with me. And I, like I said, I've said it before on podcasts before. You know, just like that dream we talked, I talked about a long mm-hmm. time ago, about I had that dream where I had all those bad situations, and there was always somebody walking beside me holding my hand. I could never see his head. I could only see from the neck down. But every time we'd go through a bad situation, he'd say, no worries, Ron, I got this. And like I said, I never saw his face, but, you know, I could... It, I can't explain it. I just know it was him. It had to be, you know. So, but yeah, during the summer I had plenty of times where I could just, you know, just a slight breeze. You know, I'd be sitting there sweating, and I'd like, man, and just start talking to him and say, "Could you give me a little shade?" And I, I ain't kidding you. There'd be a cloud that just covers the sun just for five to ten minutes it's unreal mm-hmm. or I get a slight breeze 
I'm like, man, I wish I had a little breeze. And I ain't kidding. And I'm not trying to make this up, I swear, but there'd be a light breeze come through. You know, and it's just like, it happens as soon as you ask for it. Mm-hmm. You know, not all the time, but, you know, simple stuff like that. You know, maybe not the hard stuff. You gotta, but, but it just made me feel like I knew he was there and I wasn't alone. And, you know, if he can do that, then he can help me through the bad as well. So, but yeah, that was, that's my thought on all that stuff. And, or if I read a devotional, sometimes he gets me in a devotional or a song like Bob was talking about. Mm-hmm. I could be having a bad day and then he plays the right song. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it always. Happens. That's how it always happens. But I'm gonna tell you guys a story. I, my my grandson, he was probably three, four years old, and we was we was coming home from town, and it'd been raining, and uh, him and his him and his nana was talking about rainbows, and she goes, "Well, won't you just ask God to to give you a rainbow when we get home to our house?" So he he prays, you know, he prays to God for a rainbow. We turn in our driveway, and there was a double rainbow over my house. Nice. So, I mean, you know, all we got to have is that childlike faith. That's what it takes. We got to become childlike to be able, which is humility, you know, Mm -hmm. and surrendering to him. You know that, but that childlike faith is is the way we need to approach him. You know they trust wholly. Mm-hmm. No ands, ifs, buts about it. They, you know, they know God's going to take care of them. That's that's full trust right there. You know, and that's the way we should be with our Father. We should have full trust in Him, no matter what it is. And I've been lacking there. I know I have. I know I've been lacking on the trust part. Well, I don't think you're the only one. Uh, no, I'm probably not. I'm sure I'm not. I'm sure everybody at this table is probably... Because any time we're doubting or any time we're, we're thinking that, you know, we're having that pity party, well, we're not trusting what God's got for us. By no means are we trusting... We're not trusting His love, that's for sure. Right. You know. But it sounds like that's a specific issue He's bringing to your personal attention. And that is important when he when he brings something to our attention that, hey, this is what I need to work on with you individually. Mm-hmm. We do need to recognize yes. this. Yes, absolutely. You need to recognize what God's, what God's laying in your heart and laying in your life. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yes, that that is part of my per se journey that right now, I guess, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. The season you're going through. The season I'm going through, yes. Yeah. And it seems like tis the season, and I'm not talking about the holidays either. No. Right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's no. it. You know, like I told Carl last night, I think I just got comfortable where I was at. Mm-hmm. I let my guard down. And that is the wrong thing to do is let your guard down because, man, he's going to sift right in there. The enemy's going to sift in. He's going to wreak havoc in your life. And... I'm sure, you know, I'm sure God allowed that for a reason. Mm-hmm. He needed to shake me up somehow. Needed to, he needed to wake me up and be like, hey, boy, what are you doing? Fall asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. But I'm like, God, you got the wheel. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> Speaking of songs. In this, in this but, last year, this past last year, I have to uh, truly say that 
He's been totally with me and my wife and our family and a lot of other people that I know of, you know, for some fact of all the deaths and all that. And I don't know, I don't know where my wife would be for sure without him, you know. And then our boy, I don't know where it, because I wanted to shut down. I was, I was done. And I, like I said, for the wife, father and son, or yeah, father and son, you know, there has to, he's there and he shows his love and, you know, because if he, if he wasn't, I just don't know, I have no clue where me and my wife would be, especially my wife. And so, I mean, his love is real. And I thank him for it. Like I said, because for anybody out there and everybody that has lost, I mean, you just put your trust and faith in it, and he will be with you. There's nothing. Because, like I said, I don't know where I'd be because I wanted to give up. I was done. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's just no worse feeling. And I know everybody's had loss, but it's just, for me, I never really had that close of a loss like that. And to hit me like it did, like I said, I I was ready to go with him. Right. You know, logistically speaking, our children are supposed to bury us. We are not supposed to bury our children. So, without his love... Without, you know, feeling, you know, knowing he's with me and my wife and my kids, you know, I, because there's no way I could do it alone. There's no way I could do it, period. It's, it's him. And so he's the one that I always have to look to here late, a lot here lately and, you know, have to put it all on him to make sure I do the right things, make sure I'm going the right way. And then I got... You guys, if I can't, if I need the answer right now, I'm like, hey, <laughs> phone a friend. So, you know, but, yeah, it's it's just, he's he's there. And his love is real, and like I said, growing up, I never really knew it. But when you get there, it's just unexplainable. Yeah. Yep, I, I can relate to that, because back in 03, my best friend... When he passed away, he was my very best friend. And I'm talking about my father. Because I could go to him for anything. I could, and and to this day, I would give anything in the world to be able to pick up the phone and be like, Hey, Pops, I need to talk. Yeah, I know what you mean there, Pop. So, I mean, it just, and I knew God, and you know, and... At that time, I'd only been, I'd only been saved maybe a year or two, and I knew God's love was there because I was at peace. You know, I knew where my dad was going. You know, I knew, I knew where he was at. I knew, and I know I'm going to see him again. But man, and I think what I wouldn't give to hear his voice and be like. And I thank God for that on Karen's part because when her dad went, we had just given ourselves back to Christ so she had that same feeling she you know granted she was 
It still hurt. Yeah, it still hurt, but when it actually happened and she was there and he took the Lord as his Savior right before his last breath, yeah, pretty much it was, it was pretty overwhelming for her. But she knew, like you said, she's going to see him again now. Absolutely. And, you know, there was a little bit of peace. Granted, not, you know, but... She was at peace knowing that he went to the father, and she knows she's going to see him again. Just like Hunter, she knows she's going to see him again because he was saved, and he he just had a... There was just so many demons around him. It was unreal. So, but God was there too, and we truly believe that he is with Grandpa and the father, mm-hmm. and we will see him again. Absolutely. And it's because of God's love. Carl, you want to text us two-step around it, or you want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we all have an inherent need to hear that we're loved. You know, like when when you're in a marriage and you know your spouse loves you, you I mean, you can know your spouse loves you, but you still need to hear it sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason you say I love you so much, because we just have that that inherent need. I think it does something to us psychologically and emotionally to hear it. And, uh, you know, the, the Father can tell us he loves us in a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah. For me, I need to hear it sometimes, because my, man, my feelings are like a roller coaster, so if he just let me have a feeling like you had... You know, within a couple hours, I've explained it away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 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 gone, and I'm right back into the, the pit that I was before. And, you know, the enemy's been sifting me hard the past few weeks, but the past, the past couple weeks, it really came to a head. I'll be honest. And it's funny how often this happens when we come on a topic, and I look back in the last few days. That's exactly what, you know, I've, I've been through. Like, you experienced that. You know, I think we've all experienced that, that we'll look back and, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the week before, he walked us through exactly what, what we're going to talk about. And that in itself is him saying, hey, I'm here, I love you, right? Mm-hmm. But I was praying hard. I'm like, you know, I just, I can't, I don't know how much more I can do this. I, I just need to, I need you to remind me that you love me, that you're there. I just, I need something. Give me a dream. Let me hear your voice, something. I don't care what it is. I just need something, you know, because I, I need to hear it. And uh, I kind of reached out to you, Bob, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we texted back and forth a little bit. But then you had texted me, and I never got the notification. I know that was the enemy. Oh, yeah. I know it was, because that was during that period when I was really praying that real hard, and I never saw it until Friday when I, I was really praying hard. I need to know that you love me so bad, because I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting it. You know, the enemy's winning. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And I think you, you expressed to me that he had laid me on your heart so so hard that you couldn't stand it anymore. You tried to leave me alone I because did. I didn't answer those messages back. And Friday, you just couldn't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. And you messaged me and told me he will never, exactly what I need here, he will never leave you or forsake you. And then you followed up with he loves you very much. And for me, it's easier to believe it when it comes from somebody that I, that I trust spiritually. When it comes from somebody that I know, I know that person saved. I know 100%. That, that they're his, that they're his child. And, and if, if he puts me on that person's heart, then I know he loves me. If he puts it on my heart, then I'll, again, I'll explain it away somehow. Mm-hmm. And then just a couple days later, Pastor Cole came up to me, and he said, man, I'm, I'm sorry. He's like, 
last week, the Father really laid you on my heart really hard, like I needed to reach out to you, and I never did. And I'm like, man, and then he gave me a hug, and I'm like, man, because we, we don't really know each other that well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a pretty big assembly. It's not like we're, we're buddies, we hang out or anything like that. So for, for me to be put on his heart had to have come from the Father. It had to have been. He wouldn't have just randomly thought about me and, and sought you out, Bob, like he did to get my contact information. <laughs> so it was heavy on him. Mm-hmm. Two days later, and I, and I told him, like, you know what? It didn't even matter that you didn't reach out because that's all I needed to hear. Yep. That, that, that the Father cared about me enough and saw my plight and took enough concern that he laid me on the hearts of two people that I trust where they're at spiritually. That, for me, is what it's like to hear him say, I love you. You know, and I guess... <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to identify how he's saying I love you. Mm-hmm. You need to pay enough attention to, to identify how he's saying it to you. How do you hear it? Because everybody's going to hear it a little bit different. And that's how I heard it. What you experienced today, Bob, is how you heard it. Yeah. You know, everybody's different, but you need to be listening and cry out to him. If you're not feeling it and you're not hearing it and you're, you're confused, cry out to him because he will answer. Man, he answered so fast. When I really, when I really hit my knees and was desperate, he answered so fast. And, but we got to get to a place where we're not only crying out to him when we're desperate. Right. Yeah. Love needs to be reciprocated. <clears throat> you know, like our verse says, it's not that we love him; it's that he loves us. His love moves first. Yeah. You know, provenient grace. His love moves first, but we need to reciprocate that. That's why he allows us to walk through those, those troubles and trials to finally cry out to him because he's trying to teach us you need to reciprocate because he wants to feel loved too. Absolutely. He wouldn't have created this otherwise. It's the whole reason he created this because he wants to feel loved also. And we, sometimes we neglect that. We're so focused on loving our neighbor that we forget that he wants us to love him. Yeah. <clears throat> this verse reminds me of kind of like what we put on other people, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, I'm not reaching out to them because they haven't reached out to me, right? Well, it's a two-way street. Yeah. yeah. Well, right here, it's a two-way street, right? Like, he's cleared the cars from both sides of the street. Are we going to walk down the middle of it? Are we going to walk down the sidewalk? Are we even going to attempt to go down the street? Right. Because I think sometimes we pick all three of those things. Yeah. Depending on the situation. Depending on, like Carl said, our emotional role. Right. right. Yeah. How we're feeling, right? Coffee, Mike. Well, for me, <clears throat> thank you, thank you, Bob. <laughs> um, for me, I think God's love. The way I've experienced it is, it took me a long time to realize His master plan for me. I was telling Carl today on the other podcast, well, after the podcast, actually that. How I got from where I'm at to where I am here today is that he used people around me to love on me, mm-hmm. which is God's love. And to be thankful of that. You know, I may not have seen what was happening because I only saw a small portion of my self-pity, as you, as you guys were talking about. Poor Mike, poor Mike, poor Mike. But poor Mike was being loved on by a very large group prayed for and the good Lord sent those people into my life to help me because he loves me I mean I sit and think about it and it just gives me chills and makes me want to cry like a little girl no no offense girls um, <laughs> but 
It uh, that's for me. That's that's God's love. He, he, you, you never know where it's going to come from, or from what, or from whom, or whatever the case may be. That just blows my mind. He is able to control everything in your life and the lives of others and doesn't miss a beat. That's just inspiring. It's so overwhelming to think with my little pity, pitiful brain, human brain, I can't comprehend it and never will. But I'm so thankful for it because he'll send his love to you somewhere, somehow, directly, indirectly, but it will get there. And you'll send it the way you need it. The way you need it. I guess, thank you, Bob, that sums it up. Yeah. All those words I used could have been just like that. I've been done. <laughs> Back to Bob. Back to Bob. No. Well, that's Back just like, like Carl was saying, right? Like, <clears throat> that's what you need. It's how you need it. Like, that's the intimate part about it. Yeah. You might even not know how you need to receive it. But he does. He knows that sometimes it's people. Sometimes it's small gestures. Sometimes, like Schmedium Mike says, it's those big flashing neon signs. Obviously, I don't need a flashing neon sign because I don't think I've ever seen a flashing neon sign. I haven't. But, like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Also, Right? Like, am I so closed-minded that I'm not looking at the LEDs that are flashing right there in front of me? Or am I on the good side of that? Mm-hmm. So, but that's the overthinker right. in me. I'd add, too, that it's not just that he knows what you need. He knows exactly when you need it. Yes. Yeah. Timing's important. Sometimes we have to wait because he knows when it's going to be most impactful. You know, he didn't. He didn't necessarily have to let me walk through the terrible valleys I walked through when I wasn't in alignment with him. Yeah. But when I was, you know, it's not that, that the words of my prayer for deliverance changed. It's the motive that changed. Mm-hmm. You know, when before I hit rock bottom, my motives weren't good. When I hit rock bottom, he finally had me at a place where I genuinely meant it. And I wasn't just trying to get something out of him. I genuinely just loved him because he is him. And that's where he needs to get us. And sometimes it takes a pretty dark valley to get us to that place. Well, James chapter 4 today, he talks about motives for praying. Yeah. Are your motives correct? And you brought up the thing about what Bob did. I paid homage on the podcast because you said he didn't listen to it. So I paid him a compliment. So I'm not sure he does. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> the list thing that you taught the kids about the blessings church? and stuff. Oh, yeah. that. that was excellent. And I really that really hit me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're right, Carl. Oh, I'm editing that out. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's pull the needle off the record. What do you say? Let's give our final thoughts. Yeah. Ron, you want to start us off? I guess so. This is what I'd have to say to somebody. It's like, Look to him, call out to him, tell him your troubles or the good that's going on and let him know your feelings because he will answer and does answer. It's all it's all a great feeling to have. If you haven't felt him outside of corporate worship, stop what you're doing. Just sit, look, and listen because he is always doing 
and has done for you and will continue to always love you. Absolutely. Oh. You follow that up, Bob? Sure, I'll follow that up. Because <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Real good. <laughs> it was good. I'm gonna go back to the I'm gonna go back to the verses. Of course you are. <laughs> that's the only well, that's that's Trump card that you have. Yeah, that's it. That's the only Trump card I got. But, you know, uh, I'm reading out of the ESV version. And, you know, this, these two verses show us how much God really loves us. Because it starts off the true light, which gives light to everyone. And we all know who that is. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, was coming into the world. So God loved us so much, so much that he's like, hey, I need you, my son, to go out of this heavenly realm, out of this easy place. I need you to go down to that hard place. And I need you to show them guys what my love truly is. You know, and then it goes on to say he was in the world and the world was made through him. So that's, that's showing him to be our king, to be our Lord of lords, to be our savior right there. Mm-hmm. That's what that's telling us. Yet, yet, the world did not know him. And even though he showed his glory, he showed people how to live, he hung on that cross for our sins, he died, he was resurrected in three days, and then he ascended to heaven to the right hand of God to intercede for each and every one of us. But yet, we still don't we still don't accept his love like we should. Mm-hmm. That right there is a picture of God's true love for each and every one of us. And on top of that, he doesn't just pitch you to the side either. Exactly. But that them two verses sum the whole thing up right there. That is God's true love for the whole world, not just one person, the whole world. Mm-hmm. He does not want to leave anybody behind. That's why. It has taken so long for this world to to come to its end, mm-hmm. because and he's still putting up with people today, even me in my stupidness. He's putting up with me, and you know, and and I know he loves me, mm-hmm. but yet I still abuse his love, and we shouldn't abuse it. Should not abuse it. We should just like I said, we should be like a child. Look at it full force because we know he's our father. We know that he loves us and we should just trust in everything he's got for us. Shouldn't even worry about what this world's got. Shouldn't worry about what the world's doing. We should just love him. Like Carl said, God's looking for love. That's why he created us. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my final thought. Coffee, Mike. Who has coffee in your hand? Yes, it's pretty good too. <clears throat> My final thought: God is love. That's the beginning of it, and that's the end of it. That's 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 all there is. Short, sweet, and to the point. Yep. Carlos. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I thought he was Tish's favorite. Well, he is Tish's favorite. No, 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 no. That's Handle Flipper. Handle Flipper. Yeah, there we go. One of 
One of the most tragic accounts in scripture, in my opinion, is the account of King David's son Absalom. Uh, just to give a brief rundown what had happened, that Absalom was dearly loved by David. But there were some circumstances that drove a wedge between them. What had occurred was David, or I'm sorry, Absalom's half-brother raped Absalom's sister. And Absalom couldn't let it go. So he murdered his brother. And I'm, I'm really condensing down the account to make a point, but David continued to love him. Right? He continued to try to find ways to reconcile, but, but Absalom couldn't get past the bitterness of blaming his father for what had happened, for the circumstances that had occurred. It consumed him. It consumed him. David tried to show Absalom that he loved him, but Absalom was so, like you said, consumed by the bitterness of the circumstance that he didn't let himself see it. And it ultimately led to his death uh, when he led a rebellion against King David and General Joab, I think, had, had murdered him. You know, and, and even after everything, David wept over him. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he never stopped loving him. And I think we see a picture of the Father's love for us in that account. You know, Despite the circumstances, despite the rebellion, despite the sin, David continued loving Absalom, but we also have a stark warning for us in that account because... If we're creating a spiritual parallel, King David is the father. We're Absalom. And we need to be very cautious in not, not allowing our circumstances and our bitterness to blind us to the love that the father is trying to shower us with. He's trying to show us that he loves us. Don't be so consumed by the circumstances that you blind yourself to seeing it or hearing it. Mm-hmm. For me, I want to keep it as Mike likes to call it, the kiss one, right? Like, keep it simple, stupid, right? Um, Bob said earlier, like, he doesn't give us enough that we can handle, right? He doesn't put put more on our shoulders than we can carry. Right. Uh, I agree with you, but I like to add to it, too, that he puts on a little more than what we can to remind us that we can't do it by ourselves, and we need him with us. Correct. But what I was getting at is he does not put so much on there that it right. crushes us. Yeah, yes, correct. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I was just tweaking it a little bit. And like, right. Carl, and like Carl said, it's like going through that valley. We're not doing it by ourselves. Right. He's not leading us to the valley and then be like, okay, I'll see you on the other side. You're by yourself. Like he's there with us. Like Ron said, like Mike said, like sometimes it's the sign, sometimes it's the people, sometimes it's the cold chill, sometimes it's that warm feeling right after you get done doing the episode of the podcast, <laughs> and it's actually 69 degrees in the room, and you feel like it's 106. I, I highly suggest, if, you, if you're feeling heavy, like I said, for me, if it's feeling real heavy... What I do, it's like I said, I just stop. I just stop right there at what I'm doing. And I talk to him, or, you know, I guess it's kind of a prayer, but I talk. My The way I pray is just uh, out loud talk to him. And it's just, it's just a very calm feeling. 
because you if you sit there long enough and you talk to him you will I promise you you will feel his love mm-hmm. yeah so my keep it simple and sorry medium Mike will like this one but as the great philosopher Vanilla Ice wants to say <laughs> just stop collaborate and listen right I mean like that's not that's right Mm-hmm. You need to like, edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Strike that one out. But it's it's that simple, right? It is that simple. Sometimes yeah. you just have to stop. And sometimes it's hard to stop. And sometimes it's hard to. But uh, I like and calibrate. But it, it's also a refocus, right? You have to refocus because right now you're being consumed, just like Carl said in the story of Avalon, right? Like, he's being consumed. So you, you right. just have to refocus. Yeah. Right. And then listen. So you're telling the listeners that uh, they just need to uh, uh, tell the old devil, you can't touch this? <laughs> well, whoa! Oh, oh, welcome oh, back, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Granted, that wasn't Vanilla Ice, but you know, hey, MC Hammer. You can join us on our Facebook group, Broken Record Ministries. Um, comment, like, give us some feedback, give us some questions, just like how this topic came up, right? Um, email us at brokenrecordministries at gmail.com if you would like to go long form. There's a couple of things coming down the pipe that we're kind of excited about. So a video series maybe that we're talking about. Some other podcast avenues that we're talking about. Um, Just give us a like and listen. Reach out to us. And until next time, wait a minute. Bob, would you like to pray us out? Sure. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Father, we just, uh, first and foremost, Father, we thank you for the love that you give us each and every day. Father, we thank you for the love that you give us each and every minute of that day. Father, I just uh, also thank you, Father, for your Son, the love you sent out of heaven for us. Father, I just pray that, uh, I just pray, Father, that if there's anybody out there right now that uh, that's having something weighing heavy on them Father and just things aren't going right or going correct for them or however you want to slice it Father I just pray right now that uh, you touch them the way you touch me all the time you just shake them up Father and, and give them the understanding that you are there for them that you do love them Father because we know that you love each and every one of us and Father I just uh, again Father I just thank you for all that love Father, I give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, until next time. I appreciate it. Until next time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Me too. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.